BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today with Rod. He is great. I loved meeting him. And after we turned the microphones off, we had a nice little sesh that kind of turned into a therapy session for all of us involved Rod, myself, and Josh, who was producing at the time. It was really nice. And I feel really grateful to have gotten to know another creator. And I know Rod is on Dear Media's network. And that's always really great to meet someone that you love their videos, you love their content, and then they're really great in person. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode. Before we get into it, I'm going to give you a quick little life update and answer a few of your questions, and then we'll get right into Rod. So as I record this, I am sitting in my apartment. It's Tuesday, September 13th. And tomorrow, we move everything out of our apartment into storage and we move in with my parents. I feel very grateful to be able to do that, that I have a place to go, that we both have a place to go. But holy shit, moving is horrible. And I'm trying to think of it positively, but I think moving during Mercury retrograde, just the vibes are, are tough. They're tough. And right now, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it comes out, it's Sunday, the... 18th. And I am in Portugal for a wedding with... I don't even know what clothes I'll end up bringing because most of it will be in storage. So it's very go, go, go this month. I feel grateful that I have friends who include me in their weddings and I'm so excited to celebrate them. I'm grateful that I have a a busy schedule, but it is a lot. And it's so important to you know, stay mindful and not completely burn out, which I'm working on. I'm working on. But that's my little life update. And again, there's other stuff going on, which I haven't shared yet. And I know I keep saying that and it's so annoying, but I'm going to share it. I just don't feel there yet. But hopefully I will be there yet and in a better place to talk to you about it. Um, Somebody asked how to get over being jealous of significant other's ex. This has come up a lot. And I think the reality is like they are your significant other and their ex is their ex for a reason. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, but unless their ex dumped them and they are pining for them back, they could go be with this ex if they wanted to. And they don't because they want to be with you. And so it doesn't really matter what their relationship was like with their ex because every relationship is different and every single person is totally unique. And like, think about all the people in your life. Think about all the men or women that you've dated, humans that you've dated, right? Nobody has the same essence about them. Every single person has a different essence about them. And so that is what makes you so amazing. You have your own essence. Maybe their ex had their own essence, but it's not something that they want to do, want anything to do with anymore because it's their ex. So I feel like sometimes this is like a projection of how you feel about your own ex. Like if you still have lingering feelings for your ex, then maybe you're projecting that they do with theirs. But the reality is that they don't. So don't think that they do. And just focus on your relationship and making it the best that it can be. But it's hard. And therapy, always therapy. Is there an alpha in every relationship? 
Great question. I do think there's an alpha in every relationship, but I don't think that it's a permanent alpha situation, meaning it can ebb and flow. Like with Steven and I, I do think that it ebbs and flows. We both have, we're both cardinal signs. He's a Cancer, I'm a Libra. And the cardinal signs, if you're like, what is that? Is Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, and Aries. And these are the signs that kind of like start the party, right? Not like physically an actual party, but they're thought creators in a way, right? They have their own, their own, how can I explain it? I'm going to look it up for you guys because you know what? I'm not an astrologer. Okay. A cardinal sign is the front runner of the Zodiac universe as they initiate the beginning of the four seasons. They are known as visionary leaders and self-starters. So I'm not saying that I'm a visionary leader, but I am a self-starter and so is Steven. And so we both have that alpha quality about us. Um, and it, But it does ebb and flow. Like there's weeks where you know, I'm feeling like the alpha. There are weeks that I feel like he's the alpha. And there are situations in which I feel like he's the alpha and vice versa. Like when we go to his one of his friend's weddings, I he's for sure the alpha. Sometimes when we go to my friend's wedding, I'm the alpha. You know, it's like whatever situation you're in where one person like shines a little more, feels more comfortable, knows more people or in life, if it's a situation where someone feels more comfortable or knows more, you know, like that ebbs and flows. And I think that's really normal. But I will say that there is an alpha in every relationship for sure. But that doesn't mean the other person's a beta. It could mean that it switches off. Dating mistakes you regret versus dating mistakes that were worth it when dating. I actually talked about this on my show in um, SF and LA um, at my shows this past weekend. But I was definitely at a rock bottom at, at a certain point when dating. I think I was like 23, 24. And I was giving out head too freely. I know that sounds crazy that like, why would I regret that? But I did. I do regret it because I was giving too much and not receiving enough. And it wasn't cool. Like, why did anybody deserve any of that? They didn't. And a lot of the time, like, someone wouldn't call me after and I would get so emotional about it. And looking back, like I just shouldn't have done that. Like people, especially men in hetero scenarios, like they should earn whatever you're going to do for them. You know, like you shouldn't freely just do something for somebody who, who doesn't deserve it. And I don't think it's the same the other way around. I think guys should always go down on girls if if they want to, um, if the girl wants them to, whatever. Um, but I do think that I was giving that out way too freely. Other dating mistakes that I regret, I think just the people that I chose, the red flags that I ignored in my 20s, there were tons of them. And dating people because they really liked me and I liked the idea of how much they liked me. That was something I think also seeing things on first, second, third dates and overlooking them, letting my friends' opinions matter too much. Like for in not necessarily if they didn't like, like if they didn't like my partner, I'm happy that that I took that in. But people who did like my partner and told me that and were like, you sh-, you know, that made me feel like I should like people that I didn't actually like. I wasn't intuitive about it. I wasn't like, channeling my actual feelings. I was like, oh, well, everyone else likes this person. I should be with this person. Or my parents like this person. I should be with this person. So that was something that I regret. A dating mistake that was worth it. I think, you know, looking back, everything was worth it. I I am really happy that I had the dating experiences I had because they led me to Steven and they led me to realizing what exactly I wanted. And so I don't really like to live with regrets other than giving head too freely. I really do feel like everything led me to where I am today. So I would say they're all they're all worth it. it. If you could date all kinds of people in your 20s, then that's a great way to spend your time. The positives and negatives of being picky. I would say the positives is that hopefully you end up with someone really amazing. But the negatives is that you don't get to have the experiences I just talked about. You don't get to have the comparative experience of dating somebody that doesn't maybe check all your boxes to see if you can learn something from that or 
if that's something that you can handle or what your non-negotiables or that kind of thing is. You kind of, you don't have the experience and that's okay. And some people don't need to have the experience because they know what they want and that is fine. But I would say that's the negatives of being picky. And you know, you're not a yes person when you're picky. And when you're a yes person, you say yes to that date, you say yes to that party, you say yes to that introduction and you get more out of, out of life. So I think there's a way to maintain your standards, but also not be picky. And I think that will lead you to something really wonderful. So next time you're thinking about saying no, because they're 5'10 and not six feet, I would reconsider that because you never know. You really never know. And there's so much more about a person and you can be picky and still not have every single checklist item that you want in a person. So I hope that that's helpful and I'm excited for you to hear the episode with Rod. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict. For real though, and you can use ZocDoc to filter from all the reviews. So like positive reviews to negative reviews. You can filter by insurance. If you have a very niche insurance that not many doctors take, ZocDoc will be able to show you all of the right doctors and the good doctors and the well-reviewed doctors that do take your insurance. If you are living uptown at your parents for the moment, like I might be... I can see who's near my parents. So I don't have to go all the way back downtown to find a doctor for whatever reason. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. It's really amazing. And I highly suggest that you use it if you haven't already. It's the best place to find your dermatologist, your chiropractor, Uh, an internal medicine doctor, a therapist, like anything that you need, ZocDoc will show you. It has all of the doctors in one place and you can book an appointment within 24 hours of finding somebody, even a few hours. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Acme. ZocDoc.com slash Acme. It's free. This move has been hell for me, but I really don't know how I would have done it without my base luggage. I have been lugging it uptown, downtown, uptown, downtown, filled with stuff. And it is so amazing to travel with. It's lightweight. It's gorgeous. If you haven't heard of Base, it was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable and effortless. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, so you don't have to be pulling it when you're in the airport, a cushioned handle, a built-in weight indicator, and washable bags for your dirty clothes. And they have so many pockets, all of the interior pockets. It's really amazing. I have their carry-on and I also have their like everything bag. It comes in multiple sizes and colors. The Weekender bag is the one that I have. It's super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately, like actually separately. There's a different zipper for your shoes so that doesn't your shoes don't get the rest of your clothes wet, especially if you're someone who likes to go on hikes and, you know, gets your shoes dirty. Every piece is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base also has over 30,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash Acme. Go to basetravel.com slash Acme for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Acme. 
Hi, I'm Bethany. And I'm Anthony Garcia. And this is the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. In this day and age of filters and heavy editing, we believe in sharing the real and raw parts of marriage, parenthood, and real freaking life that often get filtered over. Every week, we share next level real life confessions from our audience. You'll either feel seen, highly entertained, or maybe even both. Come hang with us and catch a new episode every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss a single confession. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Creator. You might know him as Just Me Rod, Rod Bill. Hey Rod. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Long time coming. Yes, like. <laughs> seriously. I will never forget when I discovered you on TikTok. Not that I was the one <laughs> you, discovered you. Yeah, I went viral because of you. <laughs> it was all me. But when I was doing a scroll and I saw, I think the first video of yours I saw was the like the email anxiety one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you remember it obviously better than yeah. I. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only person who has so much anxiety when sending a work email. Well, it's just like the random little anxieties. Like, And I'll even learn from my followers on TikTok. Like they'll say, how about the anxiety when you're the last one listed on an email send out? Oh like, yeah. Like there's a hierarchy yeah. of the well, list. I actually have a funny story, which I feel like you'll, I'm curious to hear your reaction to this because mm-hmm. it's so cringe. Great. When I was starting out in the work world, mm-hmm. um, I was never good at corporate life. Sure. And a friend of mine who was older and more experienced decided to introduce me to someone on an email or so I thought, right? Mm. But in reality, they were telling someone about me on an email and BCCing me. Mm-hmm. Had no idea so what they BCC was. Exactly, yeah. they wouldn't know, right? Mm-hmm. I replied <laughs> to the email. Great to be here. Blew up his spot. <laughs> he was like, "You can't ever, ever do that." No. Like, so mortified. It's, it is confusing. He should have given you a heads up, though. He should have. Yeah. He should have. I felt like it was That's a corporate test. etiquette. Yeah, yeah, and I failed. But or like the don't reply all, <laughs> right? And then someone replies all, right? Yeah. Well, the other day I, I was inviting people to my birthday, which is coming up, and I cc'd everyone. I didn't bcc mm-hmm. everyone. And my friend reached out to me, and she was like, "Wow, that was really." bold of you to like show everyone else who was going to the party. I <laughs> yeah. was like, why? And that's all oh, a secret. Your birthday. Yeah. yeah. I've been on like emails, like sales emails where it's clearly like a mass reach out, but they'll forget to BCC. Oh like, yeah. This is pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's bad. So Rod, tell us a little bit about yourself. How mm-hmm. old are you and where are you from? Yeah. I'm 32 from Chicago, live in Chicago, from Chicago suburbs. If you, if you live in the Chicago suburbs, you're not allowed to say you're from Chicago. That's kind of like New York City, too. Yeah, yeah. But people do it anyway. Yeah. They say they're from New York, but they're from Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. Um, 32 from Chicagoland, living in the city now. Work in marketing, was in sales when I started making my content. So took a really hard turn there. And then, uh, yeah, I have my podcast with your media as well and make content on the internet and about my life. This is an important question for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. When is your birthday? May 21st. Oh, I'm a so cusper. I was going to say, what do you identify as? I want to be a Taurus so bad. I think you're a Gemini. I am a Gemini. But why do you want to be a Taurus? Because I feel like Tauruses are more stable. And Geminis, Geminis have the worst rap. But I feel like lately, Libras are getting the worst rap. What? I'm a yeah, Libra. Oh my God, you're coming for me. I'm not coming for you. Wait, but what's, why? I don't know. I just, I just got into it. Yeah. I actually had a friend who was like one of those friends that like was your coworker first. Okay. You know, and she was in sales and she had the highest numbers. And so I was just like asking her questions about how she sells and she just gets everyone's sign right off the bat. And she mm. knows how to sell to them based on their That's sign. So smart. Yeah. But she just says that Libras come off with such a front, I think. And oh, they, wow. Yeah. What's like, I, I need, we need to unpack this a little but bit more. I, but What's the front? I don't, I think it's just like you, like, it's just like a, you think cancers have the shell, but I think Libras really do. Don't naturally have a shell. Like they purposely put up a, Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, many people do that. Yeah. I mean, it's more of like a protective thing, but then it's like, we have to know like the rest of your chart. Like, do you know your rising and moon? Yeah, it's a Gemini, Aries, Gemini. Okay, you're Gemini with an Aries rising. Aries rising. And a Gemini Gemini moon. moon. Oh, that's an intense one. It's intense. Yeah. It's an intense chart. I didn't even know this. It's like when you read your horoscope, the sign, like your main sign doesn't even matter that much. No, it doesn't. And that's why I believe in, astrology, but not mm-hmm. horoscopes, right. like not like the daily, like today you will get like money and be lucky. Like I that's, think it was just 
clickbait for magazines. Yeah. You know? Oh, always. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's smart. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that you grew up religious. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in like a Christian home, mm-hmm. um, going to church, youth camps, all of that. Even went to a Christian college and then graduated and started getting out into the world and, you know, just realizing that what I believe is different than what I was like, I don't want to say forced because religion did give a lot to my yeah. family, you know, and I love my parents and I don't blame them for the upbringing that I have, but I do think it's a lot different than what I was like told I should believe. Totally. Yeah. And you think that just like impacted how, like a lot of the decisions that you made in your life mm-hmm. because of that, what whatever you were being told at the time. Exactly. Like even we were just talking about it, like astrology is, you know, witchcraft, you know, yeah. where it's like, if you look at the Bible, there's this like temple, right? In Israel that is called the Holy of Holies that when Jesus rose again, it's Tor, but on the Holy of Holies was written zodiac signs and constellations. And right. It's like, so, like ancient Israel believed in astrology as well. Yeah. How did your parents feel about you kind of drifting away from religion? Yeah, I think it's, you know, they, they always loved me. And it was when I had a big conversation with this, them this year about a lot of things, they understood it a lot more than I think I thought they would. They'd still, you know, they they have faith and, you know, they they want me to, you know, believe the same things because, you know, the day there is this little bit of, I don't want to use the term fear mongering, but I guess of like, you know, where you'll end up after you die if you don't Mm -hmm. believe in one way. But there's a lot of parts of Christianity, especially being in it so long, where even if someone was Lutheran and not the same denomination as me, my youth pastor would say, you need to come or you need to bring them to church so we can like save their soul. I'm like, they still believe the same thing. It's oh just a God. different division of it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, that blows yeah. my mind. Yep. And where does mental health kind of fall into the religious world? Like, you know, was that a conversation you also had to have with your, had to have with your parents? Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like therapy. Therapy was a big one. Luckily I've been going to therapy for about six years now. Okay. Um, and especially, I think just in general in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I really needed therapy, there was the stigma of like therapy was a last resort, right? Right, Like it was almost like a, an institution, you know, mm-hmm. or if, if someone in high school, if they said they were in therapy, it meant that they were going to like the loony bin, you know? Yeah, of course. Which I probably shouldn't use that term. It's a more politically correct term. But the same with church. It was like, we'll, we'll just pray it away, you know? Right. So now that I'm even, I just got diagnosed with ADHD last week. At 32. Like, that's crazy. Like, there's a lot of things growing up that I'm like, I know that my, that, that was prayed for, you know, that you said to like kind of suppress. I'm like, if I would have found this out so much later in life, like how much different or earlier in life, how much different would my life look now? Right. And this might be a dumb question, but mm-hmm. today, how is ADHD treated, if at all? Medication. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, but is it like Adderall? Cause I know that used to be Adderall's one. I'm still exploring what medication. Okay. I've, Appointment with my psychiatrist next week to go over it, but yeah, there's a couple different ones. Some even just antidepressants uh-huh. is a way to treat ADHD now because yeah. there's a lot. I think that was a, a, a new movement too, especially during pandemic. It's depression is a sign of ADHD. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like the separate entities. So it's like, can we treat depression by addressing like a larger issue like ADHD? Not issue, but you yeah. know, just mental. It's, stigma. it's so crazy how times have changed because I remember like growing up when friends or family members were diagnosed with ADHD. It was like, oh my God, like we need to I was take a, a moment. I was an education major too. So I went mm-hmm. to school to be a teacher and it was like, if you had a kid who had ADHD, they had to be in like a special needs course. Right, right. And now it's just, I think everyone could be on the spectrum somehow of Totally. ADHD. Well, it's like, oh, great. Now they're going to be like a creator. Let's yeah. see what they create yeah, with exactly. this ADHD. Exactly, yeah. It's just there. I think too, especially with education, this is a tangent, but everyone should learn differently too. I feel like we put people, in, and just in general, we put people in boxes on how they should process things. Even in the corporate world, it's like not... I hate when someone's interviewing for a job and they're trying to fit someone into a mold because anyone is going to say the, the answers to the interview questions in order to get the job because we live in America where you need to make money and right, to live right. anywhere in the world too. But yeah, I think that if there, I know that there's a certain amount of resources to do this, but if there's a way that we can get everyone to learn as an individual, I feel like people would be able to focus more. They'd be able to be more productive and work within what they know how to do. Definitely. I also think, and 
I'm just adding to your tangent, so sorry. <laughs> Great, I love but it. it's podcast, like, right? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew nothing about finance mm-hmm. until like a minute ago. Like, <laughs> I there needs to have been some sort of oh, course. Please, yeah. Oh like, my god, what? my even my accountant is on me every day. I feel so bad for him because there's some things you know, like he can only do so much, and right. I'm the one who has to sign off my taxes, and I'm just like, I'm over. And even yeah. the fact that I have an accountant, I still feel like I'm going to jail, which oh, is no. another thing. Is like, why yeah. are we like, you don't teach us how to do this. Yeah. And then we have to do it correctly or else we face punishment. We exactly. have to pay more money. Yeah. There's some, some meme, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's like, it's like you talking to like, you know, the government and it's like, oh, like, is this how much I owe? And they're like, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, how much is it then? And they're like, guess. Yeah. And then, and then you're <laughs> like, oh, okay, is this right? And they're like, nope, jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I made a TikTok that went viral. It was me sitting in my room waiting for my, waiting for the police to come get me after I did taxes on my own. Yeah, it's such exactly. A, it is a real anxiety. You know, like I feel like there's a warrant out for my arrest somewhere. Always, a tax form wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it's very timely because I did my taxes yesterday. Yeah. And, I'm still so confused and I'm like, why? Like I have like a personal card and then I have a business card and then right. I'm like, but then do I not, are there things I don't need to pay tax? I can't even think about I it. I just like, I again with the ADHD, it's like, I just can't focus on that. I can't yeah. like compartmentalize that many different areas of finance. So I yeah. just use my credit card for everything. Yeah. It probably isn't great. But Honestly, that's, yeah. that's smart because at least you know that you're focused on that one thing. My friend. Yeah. Has he goes on a website like every day and it like here are the best credit cards to get right now and he like every other month is like getting a new card and canceling one getting a new and he's getting all these reward points I'm like I can can't even make a return yeah it's no. like I can't cancel an entire I'm sure I have my first credit card isn't canceled you know yeah. I'm sure I'm getting billed for it or something. same same yeah. that's wild that he does that that yeah. that must be some sort of like loophole like it like, is yeah. oh yeah it's like a you know the extreme couponers. I feel like that's what people have graduated to, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's smart though. Yeah. So going back to when you were creating these TikToks, like first in the pandemic, Mm -hmm. what at the time were you doing for work? Yeah, I was in sales. I was selling logistics. Okay. But I've worked, the average lifespan of a salesperson is six months at a job. And that's average. So it's like you you see people who are in the same company for 20 years, but because with sales too, there's only so much upward movement. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even like they have commission caps and all that. So I think people just get tired of being in the same spot. I have to sell some furniture because of my move. And I was actually thinking about creating those signs that you see on the street of people selling furniture with your number. And I was like, you know what? I have a place to do this because of Issue. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines, to catalogs, portfolios, and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-way view on every device. They also seamlessly work with tools that you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free or you can use the premium feature and get a more customized experience. So if you're like, why would I use use Issue? Well, there's a few different reasons. One, you're a content creator who wants to make amazing content and grow your brand and grow your TikTok and your Instagram, grow your Pinterest, all of the social networks. Two, you want to impress your boss and create new materials for your presentations in the office, or maybe just a roundup of things that happened that week and send it to your colleagues. And three, you're just a creative person. Maybe you work as a web designer or just like to design things in your spare time. Issue is really amazing. So get started with Issue today for free or if you sign up for an annual premium account to get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ACME. A while back, I got an eyelash lift and it was the worst thing that I've ever done. It was so painful. I feel like my eyelashes fell off and my lashes just like weren't the same since until I started using Babe Lash. If you haven't heard of Babe Lash... 
You need to because Babe is on a mission to inspire you to be you. They believe in creating products that not only give you an instant confidence boost, but help enhance your favorite features over time thanks to their powerful results-driven formulas. Their products aren't about covering up flaws and imperfections, but rather embracing the uniqueness of all individuals and celebrating what makes you an original. Just like I was talking about before, you have the essence and your essence is just for you. Babelash is here to build a brand used by all ages, ethnicities, and identities to create a safe space in beauty. Regardless of your choice to go barefaced or full glam, you'll always have a voice at Babe Original. I am personally obsessed with the Babe Original Babe Lash Essential Serum for fuller and longer looking eyelashes. It's this amazing vegan and cruelty-free serum. And I have been getting compliments on my lashes ever since I've been using it. And Babe is so confident you're going to love your results that they have a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. So you will be getting longer looking lashes. And the serum is easy to use. You can even use it if you do have lash extensions. You can use it if you've had a lash lift. With Babe Lash, you get longer lashes in as little as six weeks. It's really, really amazing. And I have a code for you. It's 15% off your order when you use code ACME at checkout. So use code ACME at checkout to save 15% off your order. So again, that's babelash.com slash discount slash ACME. Or you can use code ACME at checkout for 15% off. But you were doing these videos, you were in the sales job. Mm -hmm. Did coworkers start to see these videos? What were the reactions? What about boss? Yeah, literally, I was just, I, because at the time, not everyone was on TikTok. I first started making videos and I had a couple little ones go viral in like May of 2020. And that was like my favorite part of my favorite season of the pandemic, you know, it was just like the air was crisper, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like, it was, TikTok was a lot simpler and, Less problem, less problematic, not as much bullying. And then when I really started going viral in October, I got a Slack message, which is like a yeah, yeah, yeah. work group chat or work chat service from my director. So my boss's boss. And he said, Hey, can we chat tomorrow? And this was at 5 p.m. at night. Oh my I was God. Like, Why would you do this to me? And Oof. then it said, We need to have a chat tomorrow. And it said, Re your TikToks. I was <gasps> like, Oh my God. Cause it was basically like, Right. I wasn't like slandering my company, but I was definitely like talking about like what we would classify now as quiet quitting. And I get on the meeting. Of course, I was early to work and I just like sat there in silence until it was time to meet with him. And then he did it as a prank because he was like, I saw this yeah. one. Yeah. He's like, I saw this one of you like making a TikTok about your boss asking for a quick chat. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to tell you I love the TikToks and I relate to them. That's so yeah. funny. So I loved that company. Usually, if you see me talking badly, poorly about a company, it wasn't that one. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. But definitely have really had funny. some terrible work experiences. Yeah. And yeah. now you're doing this full time. I'm create. I am create like uh, creating is a big part of my life, but right. I'm also doing marketing. So I'm like consulting, oh, okay. consulting with brands, but it's more like contract. Okay. Work. Very so, cool. Yep. Still working and people there because I did quit for a little bit, and then the Chicago Tribune put out this big article that was like local. Chicagoan quits his job to pursue TikTok full time, and then they did this whole thing about how much money you can make as a creator and all this oh. stuff. And then that article is like the first thing that comes up if you Google my name. So people think I'm a fraud. I'm like, oh, oh I'm no. still working. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. like for a quick season, I quit my totally. job. Totally. And how like has it changed your life? You know, I feel like Chicago's like kind of like small town vibes. Like yeah. are people like talking to you on the street and things like that? Yeah, I get recognized because the TikTok algorithm pushes your content out locally first. Yeah. So Chicago was like the first big following I got. But usually it's not like a, it's it wouldn't be like if you saw Addison Ray on the street, right. you know, or Remy, if that you know, someone yeah, yeah, here in yeah. New York, because everyone is going through the same stuff that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was almost just like seeing a coworker on the street that you right. haven't met in real life. Right. So I don't, I haven't had any like weird reactions. Mm-hmm. Just more, been more like they yell my name and they'd be like, cool. That's or like, I'll get a finger gun. And I'm like, sounds good. Yeah. You know, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about the other creators in the space? Like once you started, you know, like showing up on the map and were they receptive to you? Did anyone mm-hmm. reach out to you to like, give support? Was anyone like kind of mean? There's definitely been, I think the meanness hasn't come from personal interactions. It's just, it's crazy to see how many people are unoriginal Yeah, that you think are original. Like I have four or five big creators blocks just because 
I saw them taking my content slowly. And then oh. one even like made an entire series based on like one of my videos. No. And I was just like, this is kind of bullshit. It's What's, like, is there any? Yeah. Thing um, you can tell us? It was m- me explaining TikTok to my coworkers. Okay. Which I just got, did it yesterday for the Don't Worry Darling drama, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've been in that. I have read. I've read a little bit about it, and I have to ask: Do you think that Harry was actually spitting? I think he might have been, but I think it might have been a prank. Like I don't think it was malicious. Yeah, like, I think it was like an inside joke. Exactly, that's what yeah. I thought too. And it was just like a little bit because you know brothers do that to each other, you right? Know, like, right. As a joke, but I was just like in a very public <laughs> spot. It's yeah. kind of random. It was wild, but I think it was just. I think the the craziest part about that too was just how much serious press has been around it, you know, from Shia LaBeouf being fired, but him saying he's quitting. And then the whole wage gap between Florence and Harry is insane. She's making like a third of what he made from the movie and she's the lead. And then you have Harry Styles spits on Chris Pine. It's just like, there's so many other things happening. And then that was just like the cherry on top. Right. I mean, and the fact that Harry and Olivia met on the, on this movie and she left her family. Right. And now there's rumors that they broke up. Right, which yeah. I don't believe those rumors. Yeah, I think it was just, it was really, I think the whole situation is awkward and Gemma Chan and Chris Pine and Nick Kroll need an Oscar for their performance alone yeah. on the red carpet. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. But apparently Chris Pine is like a very chill, like kind of like a non-drama yeah. type of guy. So I feel like he, there was definitely, you know, he was joking along with the ride type of thing. Right. And especially with how close you have to work with these people for so long and even have like intimate scenes. And that was like another big drama was that Olivia's advertising Florence was like, can we just keep a little bit of mystery here? There's going to be drama and there's going to be emotions, Yeah, you know? So I'm sure there's a lot that happens that we don't know about. Totally. Do you still want to see the movie? I don't even know what it's about, but yeah, of Uh course I do. I think I would watch it on HBO or something. I don't, don't, there's very few movies that I'll go pay see anywhere just because everything ends up eventually online. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with movie popcorn. I feel like it's unmatched. True. So I, I will I will pay to go see an Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't grow up as a superhero person, but mm-hmm. I think the Avengers just took a really fun twist with it. So I yeah. enjoy That's fair. So when it comes to like millennial dating, mm-hmm. do you make any videos around like dating in the workplace? What are your thoughts on how we kind of do it as millennials versus Gen Z, boomers. Yeah, I haven't dated in a long time, but I will say, I think it's getting back to a more organic spot. Mm-hmm. Apps were big, obviously. Yeah. When I first started dating after college in like 2013 was when Tinder came out. Yes, I remember yeah. that because I'm the same age. And then, and then I, I have a funny story about that. I met someone and then I called them the wrong name the entire night. And oh, I even, God. and then, they just were like silent. I'm like, oh, we were like really vibing on this chat. And then we got to the end of the night and I looked back and I realized I called them the wrong name the entire oh, night because no. I called them the name of someone else that I was talking to. Oh no. Yeah. And then did you apologize? Yeah. And then we just didn't go out again, uh-huh. which is fine. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard. That's mm-hmm. like a definite mishap from the dating apps. I've I've heard a story of someone who thought they were talking to someone. So instead of calling someone the wrong name, they actually met the wrong person. Right. Which is a, a step worse, mm, I would say. Mm, that, <laughs> that is pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. I feel like too, it's just hard to keep up with like, what's the good ones? What's the mm-hmm. ones just for hooking up? You know, like just everything is so, yeah, so different now. And or like Raya is just a whole big mystery. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, which, it's a disaster. Yeah. I used to be on Raya and... I just felt like everyone was so obsessed with their Instagram following right? that like I couldn't even get them to focus on me as a person. It's it all was cloud, just, right? Yeah, it was yeah. so cloudy. I do have a wedding in a couple months of someone who met on Bumble. So oh, there you go. There is success. There you there go. There is success. I do think there needs to be more like opportunity. And I've heard of this with Raya, but like, but if you just like want to network, because even with creators, it's, it's really hard to meet like people who are in the same spot of life as right. you. And especially if like, if you can meet a significant other, why can't you meet a friend? And I know that I there agree. is like Bumble, BFF and all that. Yeah. Like well, there'd be more networking or more apps dedicated. To right. Well, Raya has like the just looking for friends, but I oh. just feel, I feel like it's so sketchy that like the people yeah. just looking for friends are like, just looking for something outside their relationship that might be more than a friend. But mm. if it's not, then just I was here for friends. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they can like throw it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't 
hear Raya without thinking about Ben Affleck Wait, calling up that girl. Did no, you not hear it? No, tell me now. Oh, I can't hey, remember her name. This Definitely was, with J-Lo. Uh, oh yeah, this is like a couple months before J-Lo. Okay. He was on Raya and there was this girl, let's call her Nicole, and she was like talking to him and then she's she, I think just tweeted like, or said I, like I'm just unmatched with someone who is pretending to be Ben Affleck. And then... Ben saw the tweet or something. He found out somehow and then made a video and sent it to her on Instagram. It's like, Nicole, it's me, Ben. And it, but it, was in a, it wasn't like a private video. It was like one of those videos you can save. Oh God. So she saved it and then the video went out into the entire world. Wait, you have to look it up. so funny. Yeah, it's really, and it's really creepy. Like the camera's like right here and it's just like, it's me, Ben. <laughs> it's terrifying. That's hysterical. Yeah. So when you were dating and working, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on coworkers, dating coworkers? Do you think it's ever a good idea? I think it can be. I've seen it work out. I think if there's no sense of competition, there's boundaries placed. Yeah. For sure. And it even works out, you know, like commuting and all of that. But I think it depends, again, we've talked about earlier, like everyone's an individual. I think it depends on the individuals because- there are people who like in a relationship, I appreciate my space too. And like mm-hmm. work was like space for me, you know, right. and I can just be myself and have my own identity outside of the relationship. Yeah. But then there are people who like my parents who literally cannot be away from each other. My parents didn't meet working, but my mom worked for my dad for like eight years. Oh, wow. And they just like were always together. Yeah. Wait, tell me more. Cause I love, I, I love she was that just story. A, yeah. She was just, they met at college okay. and then she was his secretary at work and, yeah, he's a doctor, so it's like working in the office. That's like so madman. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Our next podcast partner is a brand I use literally every day. Whether I work out or not, it's so important to get my greens in. And I started taking Athletic Greens because a friend of mine told me that it was amazing and she couldn't believe that they were working for with me on the podcast. And I was like, wait... Really? And I got so excited about it. And I started trying it. And I didn't really have time to make these like long, big, intricate salads that I always see people making. I just didn't have the time, but I wanted better gut health. I wanted more en- energy. I wanted an optimized immune system. And I really hate taking pills and vitamins. So I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great and needed to see what the hype was about. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is worth the hype. It is so amazing. Basically, you just take a scoop of Athletic Greens. And in that scoop is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And you take one scoop and then you take like... You pour a little bit of water in, however much water you want, really. And then you mix it. I shake it because I love to shake it with my Athletic Greens bottle. And I put a little bit of ice in it and then I drink it. And I usually do it after a workout. And it's really, really amazing. And it tastes good. It doesn't taste gross like a lot of the green drinks that you see with like celery. No, it actually tastes amazing. It costs less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health. And it's definitely cheaper than your cold brew habit. Seriously, trust me. It's cheaper than getting all of the different supplements yourself too. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. What could be better? It's genius. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S., Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into this new season where it's going to get cold fast. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I do think this concept of work wife, work husband is really interesting because I do think there could be some blurred lines there. Yeah. You know, it's like I even have people that I know that they just work together, they say, and I'm like, hmm. It's like there's definitely some chemistry there. Just right. like you see it, an interesting touch or you see, you know, a whisper right. or a giggle and who am I to suspect? But 
Yeah, no, yeah. there's something to that. I feel like when you're working with someone every day and it's someone of the gender that you are attracted to, mm-hmm. whether you are so unattracted to them physically or not, by the time you've been working together for like X amount, you know, of months, like there is something weird that like you get attracted to them. It's this thing like right. I can't explain. And I can say this now because I work alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so as yeah. a married woman who works sure. alone, right. nothing to worry about. Right. But when I was working in an office, I remember one night I had like a, there was a guy I worked with closely, wasn't attracted to him in my day to day at all. But then I would like have dreams mm about us, like sexual dreams. And I was like, this is <laughs> the, so the crazy. ultimate intrusive thought. Oh my God, beyond. And then yeah. I would go to the office and then I would be like- You can't look him in the eye. <laughs> I can't look him in the eye. And then I'm like, wait, am I attracted to him? Yeah. And I guess like, it, do you think that if we have dreams about someone that it means that like we are attracted to them or it's just our crazy well, subconscious? Dreams in general, I heard it was like myth busted that like dreams don't always mean anything. Like right. dreams don't mean anything. They don't. You know, it's just like, but I did hear that you can't dream about someone that you haven't met or seen before. Oh, yeah, because so, it has to be in there already. Like, yeah, exactly. Brewing. Yeah, like you can't like make up a person right. in your head. But yeah, I don't think that uh, that means anything. Yeah. I think it could just be a, you know, a fluke. Right. But there's um with <laughs> like that whole sex to work, husband, work, wife or whatever. Right. It's just crazy that like HR like puts these like, I, I've only worked startups really. So it's mm-hmm. like the lines can be a little bit more fun and blurred. But yeah. there's all these policies in place. But then you like go to happy hour or go to a holiday party where they're just pouring booze and people are getting plastered. Right. And just the amount of things that happen at a work party is insane to me. So that's what I've seen too, is, you know, this whole setting boundaries at work. And this is the biggest thing I've learned on TikTok the past two years. It's that people don't want, not everyone wants their lives to revolve around their work. They just want it to be part of their life and be able to separate. But like this kind of forcing relationships at work, you know, and like, that's why people are like, I don't like going to holiday parties because it's really uncomfortable. And people think they can just hit on me because they have alcohol in their system. Right. It's such like a blurred line. I actually saw a video that you did recently that definitely made me think a lot. It was the one where like a person's talking to their boss and the boss is like, well, don't you want to like work towards a raise? And the person's like, no, I'm actually good. And Mm -hmm. he's like, what? Like, are you sure? And I thought that was so interesting because I am even guilty of, I cannot fathom the idea of like someone not wanting to to grow in their office. And I'm right. ne- I'm never really ever worked in corporate. So mm-hmm. like, I think that's so interesting. Like, what do you think, why do you think it should be okay slash why isn't it okay for someone to just like be happy where they are when it comes to work? Like, why do you think we do that? Yeah, I think it's it's this it kind of goes outside of work to the societal norm. It's like, well, the ne- it's all about the next step in your life. You know, it's like we were, grew up playing the game of life where it's like, okay, well, you have to get married. You have to have kids. You have to do all this stuff where there are people and I who are pretty open about not wanting kids or not wanting to be married even. They just like right now are enjoying being single. So why do they have to work outside of their hours? Because usually working towards a raise includes working outside your job description to prove that you can work that job. Pushing your boundaries there, then causing burnout. Then what if the raise goes to someone else? Then you have a bad taste in your mouth about the company and then you leave. So people I think would just rather avoid all the drama if they can comfortably live the lifestyle that they're living now inside their pay raise. And then I just think instead companies should explore the opportunity about raises with inflation. Because mm-hmm. even I was at a company for, the longest I was at a company was for three years. And my being in sales is usually have like a base and then you get higher commissions and you get better percentages with your raise. My base was less than the person who had just started two years after me, just because of inflation. So I think that there should be more standardization there. And actually Jason Tardick, you've had, has a podcast, Trading Secrets, Mm -hmm. and he was on mine too and kind of opened my eyes because I thought that it like contractually was illegal to talk about how much you make at work. And he's like, no, bosses just say that. So managers say that. So you don't talk about it. Right. And you don't compare. But he thinks it would create a healthier environment if we were more open about the salaries yeah. that we made. Especially women. Yeah, of course. Because then like, how would we know about this Florence yeah. hug thing? Yeah, you know? exactly. And there was, a, I have a friend who she's in sales as well and she was talking about, the, like President's Club is a big thing in sales. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's basically just like the top, usually 10, 20 salespeople get to go on this big trip together. And she was the number one salesperson. 
And part of the gift, well, so it was a golf trip, first of all, which she's like, I don't golf. Not yeah, a, even, I don't so golf. I'd be pissed if my president. Golf is so yeah, boring. Exactly. So she's like, okay, I don't golf. And then they gave everyone cufflinks. Like oh. $400 cufflinks too. And she's like, so you couldn't give up. me, you know, like a Monica Venator necklace or something, right. you know, instead. No, they just were like, we're just going to get, most of, the, most of them are men. So we're just going to give them cufflinks. That's so fucked. Yeah. I think it's just a quality in the workplace is so, it, it, even coming down to parental leave. Right. Right. It's like, because there are people out there who want to be moms. But then they're terrified of working or we even see, I was watching Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Have you seen that show? I actually haven't, but <gasps> I love Real Housewives, which is extremely different. It's extremely different. Um, it's just so nostalgic. Yeah. Like the outfits, you know, the cars, the decorations. Cause you know, like back then they were thought they lived in this modern house. Right, and like now right. it's like so kitschy, but there was a character that basically lied about being pregnant so she could get a job. And then her boss got mad and like made her life miserable until she quit. Like that's that's so fucked up. But that I've heard actual stories about that too. Yeah. Where it's like we can't fire her because it's illegal, but we can find other ways to kind of work around it. That's so messed up. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So soon I'm gonna ask you some rapid fire poll Great. questions, which Great. are really fun. Yeah. But before we get into that, what is like the craziest message that you've received? Assuming you've gotten like tons of, you know, crazy messages with people like either in love with you or, yeah. you know, it's since since all of this. I got one the other day where someone asked if they could crash at my place. No. They're like, come to Chicago. I don't have anywhere to stay. Can I crash with no. you? And I was like, I've probably gotten crazier, but I'm like, that's like, I'm like, that's what? It's like, I'm, yeah. because people like, and I am, would like to think of myself as a good person, but I still am a stranger. Right. And so if I said yes, like, what if I was a weirdo, right. you know? Like, what if you just murdered that? Yeah, exactly. Or people just drop their phone number. And I'm like, you guys, yeah. Like, Keep it together because people on the internet are still strangers. You don't right. actually know them. That's so scary. Yeah. All right. We're going to do some rapid fire poll questions. So we do yeah. this on our Instagram and Great. they are pretty much. Oh, I read through them earlier. Is that oh, bad? you did? I, I briefly read through them. Okay. 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 Let's see. Okay. Here we go. A couple breaks up because one partner needs space to work on their mental health. Does that mean they're not meant to be together or they could work slash be long-term down the road. So not meant or could work. Could work. Interesting. Okay. Can I explain Yeah, that please explain. Yeah, I think that it's just, especially where I'm at in my life right now, it's like mm -hmm. you can't be your, if you can't be your best self, you can't be your best self for someone else. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, if you really wanted to be with someone and, and maybe mm -hmm. this is too black and white, right? You wouldn't let them go while you work on right. yourself. You just say like, I need to work on myself. But like, can you support me? Sure. Yeah, no, no, I've gotten, I've been, have broken up with someone because of that with some other larger things, but it was also with the intention of like, this isn't going to work long term. Right, right. Yeah. Is it a red flag, a deal breaker, or it's fine if your boyfriend uses self-tanner drops? I don't say it's red flag, but I'm like, do you, if you don't <laughs> like it, I guess that's a bigger question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if he likes it, why not? Okay, Yeah. fair. You live with your significant other. Should they ask you if it's okay with you to have friends over or tell you that they're having friends over? Always ask. They should, right. you're, you're sleeping with another should never tell you. Yeah. Anything. I mean, even your roommate, like no, whoever you live with should never right. tell you something's happening. Exactly. You're an equal paying participant. Ex literally, yeah. Boyfriend of three years tells his friend that's a girl mm -hmm. that he has been distant with her because his girlfriend thinks they're flirty. Is that a red flag or a deal breaker that he told the friend? Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. Not good. Been there. Is it weird that your boyfriend kisses his mom on the lips to say yeah. goodbye? Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Someone responded and they were like, what about mom and girlfriend? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is that less weird? How about just like maybe not kiss on the lips? Right. Like right. The cheek, you know, yeah. forehead. Yeah. Any other place? Yeah. Okay. What percentage of the time do you think that a girl? finishes during sex 20 to 40 percent 50 to 70 percent 70 plus 20 to 40 it's true it's really yeah, sad i always can guess less it's so sad right it's crazy that's another thing about the church is just like my sex ed was through the church mm -hmm. it was basically just like how to remain pure about purity culture which is purity culture is the worst yeah Oy, the yeah, worst yeah, yeah. but like that culture, I feel like, makes people want to sneak out and have sex so much more. Oh, yeah. It can go both ways. And I mean, I was just like an awkward teen, so I guess I didn't really get too wild. But I think, too, she's like, I didn't even know how to make 
a woman orgasm until I was like 16. Yeah. Yeah. It was way too late in life. Right. Yeah. And probably that's the first time I've ever admitted to that. Probably think I'm a weirdo. But wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think yeah. you're a weirdo at all. I, yeah. I don't think I knew how to make, I mean, many women didn't know how to make themselves orgasm until like right. college. Right. So I actually think 16 is like earlier mm-hmm. when the guys that I was hooking up with at 16 certainly did well, not they know just think how that to make they, a woman orgasm. They can orgasm the same way as us. And it's just like, right. well, no, because women are more emotional too. Right. So it's like even about doing the dishes, you know, or like, you know, a back massage instead of just, you know, entering sure. someone. Yeah, no, I mean, there was definitely, I had a a boyfriend in high school and I never once, never once had an orgasm with him and I don't even think he noticed. No, he probably thought it was the best sex of yeah, your life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you familiar with Sex and City? Because that's what this poll question's about. I just, I'm like on season four. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you this because it is would spoil. It's about, oh, I don't, I know everything. I watched the movies. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, did so. Petrovsky slash the Russian slap Carrie on purpose or on accident? Purpose. Ooh. Did most people say an accident? You know, most people did say purpose, 66%, but I did feel like it was like a knee-jerk reaction slap. The, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it right. wasn't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, he didn't like plan it, right. but I think it was- It wasn't pre-planned, ex- but it was Which wasn't. could even be more of a, a red flag. That exactly. Was, that was just right. a, a first thought was to slap someone. Yeah, that's so yeah. fucked up. Is it a red flag if when you ask your significant other why they love you, their first answer is almost always for how much you love me? Yeah. So I do think that like I'm really bad. Like I like to think of myself as an interesting person. And this is just an example of in the office, you know, they'll be like, everyone go around the room and name one fun fact. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Or it's like, have you seen, do you watch Billy in the Street? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, Hilarious. The, the name a woman. Yeah. Have you seen that video? Yeah, no one can name a woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, he goes up to so this girl, funny. he's like, name a woman. And she's like, and then you can yeah, tell Billy's yeah, like, wait, yeah. this is good. And then yeah. he's like, name a woman. She couldn't do it. Uh-huh. So I think I would need to like sit on it for a second. Right. No, it's and hard. And then I could come up with the answer. Right. It's hard to be on the spot. Yeah. Just be honest. Just <laughs> so be honest. Agreed. Is it normal or a red flag for your boyfriend to end up at a strip club during a casual night out with two of his guy yeah. friends? Yes, normal? No. Oh, I would say red flag. Uh, oh. yeah, so, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's red just another flag. Friday. Um, Unless it's like a conversation you have. Like I know couples who are secure enough that they just like don't care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't care if my husband goes to a strip club, but like on a casual night. It's, it's like you're going to Chili's and then going to a strip yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. Like if, we're, if you're on a bachelor party, yeah. like do you? But yeah. like- We went to get Starbucks and then stop by girls, <laughs> girls, girls, right. girls. It's yeah. Like, like, what's, <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah. If you're visiting someone that you're talking to, city, do you have to initiate or they initiate? What do you mean? Like, like you're in the talking stage with someone and you uh-huh. go to their city. Uh-huh. Are you initiating with them or they have to initiate with you? Because like you posted on Insta, like I'm in Chicago. Oh yeah. I would initiate with them. Be like, hey, I'm in your city kind right. of thing. Have you seen that memes? Like I'm in your city. And then someone responds with have fun. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. there's Because yeah, there are people who aren't ready. You right, know? right. Yeah. There's one about that New York specifically. And it's, I have to, I have to find it for you at some point. There's it, even been take too much work. friends too, where it's just like, even when I come here, like I'm working, like I yeah. do a lot of meetings and stuff while I'm in New York and I want to hang with my friends when it, while I'm here, but right. then people get really butthurt. Like you didn't even let me know you were here. I'm like, I'm not going to Flatbush. Yeah, I mean, that's, on a random Tuesday when I have 36 hours here. Right. It's yeah. also like that's such a thing that people do when you go anywhere. It's like obviously I have a whole plan, and if I didn't have a whole plan, I would let you know I was right. here, and I would try to chill. Right. You've been seeing this guy, and but you're moving to a new city. He just invited you to his brother's wedding one week away. Go or no? I would say go. I don't. I think wedding dates have too much pressure on them. Yeah, it's not I agree a, with it, that. It's almost like that. It's your marriage, you know. It's right, like, no, right, just, right. I have a friend who went to a wedding with her sneaky link, you know, and mm. I think that's just it's on the other people for making such a big deal about it. But they had a great time, and she started dating another guy two weeks later. And so. sneaky link is friend with benefits, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. and they don't tell anyone about. Oh. It's always oh, sneaky. Link. Why don't you tell anyone? It's just like it's just it's a hookup that you okay. just like you can tell your friends, I'm well, sure, but it's not yeah. they're not on your socials or not. Mm. It's just like a something that you're hooking up with. But obviously people knew once they went to the wedding. Yeah, but, but yeah, of course. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I'm sure that they were fine with that. But then it was just her link. Yeah. No sneaky. No sneaky. <laughs> just a link. Yeah, there was no it was a hard launch. <laughs> Is it a good or bad thing to be told you're hard to read? <sighs> I hate that. I hate when people say that. Because it's also I think it's 
a good thing or it's like, it is a thing. It's just, it's, I think it's like there, you're definitely being hit on for sure. Uh, th- that I hate yeah, when yeah. people do it in that situation, but even there was another podcast I just did and we end up great friends after it, but they're like, I can't, I can't read you. I'm like, okay, that's what, that's why we're talking. Right, you know, it's like, right, why do you right. have to be able to read me from the second right, you get to know me? Right. And that person was a comedian. So I'm sure they wanted to like use it as humor. Totally. You know, like bit, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like it's somebody saying like, I want to figure you out. Like yeah. help me, tell me more things. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's like, if, or nothing worse than like you just trying to be kind, but then kind of give the hint like, Hey, like, I'm not in the mood to talk right now. Or like right. when someone comes up to you at a bar and like just like inserts himself in your conversation and then they just like, I can't read you. It's like, try to read me a little harder. It's like, I'm not interested right, in talking. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is it okay for your close friend to get married right before you, the weekend before you, when mm. you've had your date set for months? No. Yeah. I would say how close of a friend to so like a sister. Yeah, it'd be terrible. But I actually think having recently been married with, Post COVID, it's so hard to get a venue. Yeah, like, I'd be like every man for himself, yeah. but but not actually. It's fucked yeah. up. It's fucked up. Yeah, your close friend over edits her photos to the point where it looks nothing like she looks in real life. Would you say something or just accept that people do this? Mix of both. I think I would have a conversation and just be like, of how close you are. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, hey, are you okay? Or like, you know, like, girl, this doesn't look like you. You know, right, just like right. one thing, but it's not to be a big whatever. At the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do, especially right. when it comes to that. And yeah. People want to look a certain way. They're going to always make themselves look a right. certain way. I think if she came to me and she was like, I don't understand why I'm not getting a second date. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yes. all right, listen, like you, we got to fix your photos because you're the, not, yeah. Yeah. You're not the person people think they're going to be. Exactly. Meet, which also is another conversation. It's like men shouldn't be trash. And, right. Yeah. Right. Facts. Okay, Facts. two two more. Great. Would you rather your significant other be more assertive but rigid slash opinionated, or more chill but wishy washy slash submissive? Based on experience, now I would say assertive. Mm. What knowing myself? Yeah, I, could, I push limits. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel sick with anxiety when thinking about marrying your significant other, but you do have history of anxiety. Is that a red flag, deal breaker, or no big deal? Are you in therapy? Um, I would say red flag in the sense of like really think about it and really just like dig deep into it. Don't just be like, I have anxiety about it. Like what is the anxiety? Right. Like is it getting married or is it being with that person? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Or is it like what other people are going to think? You know, like there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot. Rod, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you throughout the years? Doesn't have to be so deep. Yeah. I would say just like, Societal norms are dumb. Yeah. You know, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I've learned in the past 32 years, but especially during COVID, it's just like, be who you are, be yourself. I think it was kind of funny, just me, Rod, it was just a handle I picked, but then now it's kind of like part of my brand. It's like, just be yourself. Yeah. We have to tell you about my Acme story. Oh yeah, tell me, yeah. t- close us out with your Acme story. So I went to Acme, which I was like, I went with a friend and like, I don't like lines. I go to the same bar in Chicago because it's the only place I know the doorman. Yeah. And it's in my building. So it's like, that's the, like that. I just, that's not me. So the fact that there's this place in New York that everyone tries to get into and the doorman will pick half of a group and then it's just every man for himself. I walk up with my friend who knows Frankie. Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. When was this? This was GovBall this past year. Okay. Recent. Yeah. June. Is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I walk up with my friend and we went inside. Frankie let us in because it was first of all, just us two. And she knew him. And then I go in the basement and they've been open for two hours. It was us and two other people. Yeah. I'm like this, there's a line of at least 50 what people outside. What time did outside. you go? 10. Yeah, too early. But there's a line of 50 people I know, outside. I know, I know, I know. But he can't just like let everyone in just because it's early. I'm still, I think it was just, and again, New York for Chicago, it's different. Right. But and the capacities are bigger in Chicago because we have bigger spaces. But I was, I was just shocked when I went down there. And I was like, what is happening? And yeah. then they sl- people slowly started filling in. And it was just the most, you would think something that exclusive would be like models or like a certain aesthetic. Right. You know, or like there was a group of like at least 10 frat guys there that were all wearing like the same gingham shirts, uh-huh. Sperry's, you know. One of them takes the shoe off and pours beer in their shoe and no, starts drinking from their shoe. I've and I'm seen like, that at weddings. It's so. Gross. I know, but I'm like, at Acme? I'm like, yeah. isn't it the whole thing? The whole point is like this exclusive no, club. It's not okay. And then after that, I left. 
Oh, so that God. was my experience at Acme. Oh God, I'm sorry you had yeah. that experience. I promise it's not always like that. So do you go a lot? I not so much anymore, because, but yeah. it was like very for my formative, you know, mm, single days. Good. It was very important. I'm more of a pianos guy. That's pianos nice. is is so niche. So I can't niche. believe you just said pianos. I love pianos. Wow. Because we don't have anything like it in Chicago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Well, now you got me wanting to go to pianos. So I might yeah, have the to back do that. room, the DJ. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Love it. Rod, where can everyone yeah. find you? Follow you and listen uh, to your podcast. Yeah, Rod on TikTok, just me Rod on Instagram, and then Millennial Made right here in Dear Media. Would you have to come on? I would love to. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.